This is the Proud American Podcast, and I'm your host, Johnny Joey Jones. Often in life, I meet people who just don't stop. They don't stop at the first sign of adversity. They don't stop achieving goals. They don't stop trying new things. And perhaps most importantly, they don't stop inspiring others. These people aren't as rare as you think, but those who use this passion for life to become elite in what they do, those people are. And my friend Christmas Abbott is one of those people. If you're a fan of the CrossFit Games or USA Weightlifting, NASCAR, reality TV, fitness and nutrition, you've probably heard of her. But before even all of that, she was working alongside her military heroes in Iraq. Christmas truly embodies the proud American spirit, and I'm excited to bring her on. Christmas, thanks so much, and welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, Jerry, thank you. That was a beautiful intro. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, you you wrote that story. I just got to put it in words for a minute. Oh, that's powerful. Wow. You know, uh, we had a chance to meet, and we'll kind of get some more of this in a minute, but we had a chance to meet working with veterans, so it was fun to kind of end, end introducing you with kind of how your, I guess, career got started. Um, but we'll get back to that in a few minutes. You know, you've done some things that people have heard about and that people do consider to be exceptional. And I think a lot of people know the things you've accomplished. Um, but I'd like to talk about the why, like why you were able to do those things and are still able to do those things. And I guess, you know, my question is, did you just grow up knowing you'd be this mesmerizing star athlete in so many different ways? <laughs> I can't even like tell you how... <laughs> How ridiculous that makes me feel because there was, <laughs> I was complete opposite of that. Um, you know, I grew up, my parents were bikers. We grew up in a very different kind of everyday life than most people do or most Americans. And I'm grateful for that because it, it taught me a lot, but I'm also having to unteach myself a lot of that. And that's kind of how that my life was, is that I was not an athlete. I did not play any high school or collegiate sports. I didn't even think that that was ever in, it just never occurred to me. It just wasn't a possibility. And I never even thought about it as a possibility. And I actually just kind of wanted to be an accountant when I was growing up. <laughs> and I also caused a lot of trouble. You know, I, I got into um, doing very ruckus things early on and just kept, you know, I, I like to be good at whatever I do. So I was good at causing trouble. <laughs> and honestly, the, the true statement of my life is that when I went to Iraq as a civilian contractor, it changed my life. It saved my life and it saved my life from myself and me continuing to be self-destructive and using drugs and excuses. And when I got there, I was so humbled by the the locals and by our military and by what was happening there. And I got to be a direct part of that. And it it I never looked back after that. That was the turning point. You know, I can identify with that a lot more than probably my audience knows. I I did do drugs. I smoked marijuana in my senior year of high school and I wasn't a troublemaker. Um, because my freedom was connected to staying out of trouble from 16. When I got my license on, I, I was completely autonomous. I worked, I went to school, I did my own life, but that all was predicated on staying out of trouble. But I was involved in things that kids do and shouldn't. And going to the Marine Corps and eventually Iraq really, that's what saved it for me. So I can really identify with that. And that's really kind of an amazing thing we have in common, I guess. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of wild where you can just take a perspective and shift it and change your entire life. And that's, that's what I try and teach people. When I went to the Marine Corps recruiter, he laid out these little plaques of like different characteristics. It was like responsibility Mm -hmm. and I don't know, but one of them that stood out from the very first moment was discipline. And I would imagine at least at this point, that's an important aspect of your life. And is that, you know, is that a natural trait or is that a learned skill you had to put work into? Oh, for sure. It's learned. Listen, I, I was never diagnosed as a child with ADD, but I have been diagnosed as an adult and, you know, drugs aren't the answer. And I'm really an advocate. People are like, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay on track? How do you, um, you know, keep that body or how do you always stay positive? And I'm like, discipline, discipline. And that is my number one key. I'm like, screw motivation, get disciplined. And that will be your, the defining key. It changes everything because motivation is fleeting. It's circumstantial and it's not, it it can give you that little push, but it's not going to give you the consistency every day. And there are tons, countless days that I have woken up and I'm like, I don't want to train today. I don't want to have to cook this food. I just want to lay in bed and be lazy. But discipline got me up and got me out. And that is why I've done such extraordinary things. Um, that, and just saying yes to something that I had no idea what I was saying yes to. <laughs> <laughs> the, first, the first piece of advice I got was to keep my head down, but my hand up in the Marine Corps and just let my hand being raised, take me where it takes me. And that's so funny. Just that's sit- exactly it. Like it, it's, it's <laughs> funny because I, I love the military so much. I actually was rejected when I was 18. I tried to go into the Marines and because wow. I had so many health issues, they were like, nope. And remind you, this was before 9-11. So they were just like really more um, particular about who. They, and I didn't know there yeah. was waivers. And yeah. so it was it was always a dream of mine to serve. And when I got to go to Iraq, I was able to fulfill that in a different way because I did get to directly help the troops on the ground. And, you know, it's it's just like, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever so happens awesome. is going to happen. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I had a question here about time and motivation as being some of the hardest things to consistently obtain. And then you just like tackled that head on in, in, in your last comment. So I guess my question now is kind of two things at once. You're a boy mom, a proud one. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you get a lot of the same questions. So I want to ask, like, what's just the hardest part about being a parent? Not necessarily with what you do as a professional, but just in general. Oh man, honestly, I, gosh, me and my son have the best time. And for (laughs) me, when, like when I really sat down and said, okay, what kind of parent do I want to be? Cause like a lot of people just kind of roll through it. And I didn't want to, I wanted to be very intentional with my, my life period. And so when I sat down and I thought about what kind of parent I wanted to be, your natural reaction is that you want to protect them from everything. You want to just like keep them in their safe little bubble and, you know, live vicariously through them and them achieve all the stuff (laughs) that you wish that you had. (laughs) And I know that that is a perfect recipe for disaster. (laughs) So I thought, okay, what actually is my job as a parent? Instead of what do I want to do? What is my job? And my job is to create and cultivate experiences um, that he can have 
where he has creative freedom to explore and to learn through fun and an uh, actual experience and guide him in these ways and be there for him to help him, but not do it for him or lead him. And then he gets to make these educated decisions about what he's passionate about, what he likes. And then he can actually like, he, he has the freedom to do, to figure out who he is without me telling him who he is or who he should be. And that's, that's like, I mean, he's two and a half and I'm like, okay, let's go do this. Let's cry that. And that's how I'm trying to, to live my life with, with being his parent. <laughs> no, I think that's, I think you're spot on. I mean, parenting is one of those things. There's all types of opinions and I don't know there's a bad one, but I very much agree with you in that. I have a, I've got an 11 year old son and he looks like me and he acts like me, but his interest and personality is a lot different. So I could bend his, bend his will into doing the things I want to do. But the best piece of advice I ever got was that a good dad or parent is in his kid's life or, or has his kid in his life, but a great dad is in his kid's life. And so like, Ooh, yeah, does that make sense? Like for me, that oh, meant yeah. that I'm going to have to learn how to read comic books and play video games, not just teach him how to shoot. You know, that's what it was mm-hmm. for me. And, um, and I'm sure for you, with your son, he's going to have his own personality and so many interests that may take you away from what you do every day in a disciplined way. And how do you find the time to do that? I make time. Yeah. I mean, it's my priority. It's the decision that I made when I decided to become a parent. And I wanted to make sure. So, for example, and <laughs> we've actually, uh, I think you and I have talked about this, um, trying to schedule this call is that from... You know, I pick my son up between four and five and from that time to eight, when he goes home with his dad to go to bed, I don't take work calls. I don't take I don't care. That is my time for him. And it's important for me, for him to know that I'm there for the day to day. I'm there for the tiny little things, you know, for the splinters and for um, helping, you know, discovering new things, but I'm also there for the big things. And, you know, I think our society has created a large culture of narcissism (laughs) because (laughs) they only showed up for the big things. Yeah. And so now you have people that are like, look at me, look at me, I'm doing all these things, but they don't remember the process and I'm there for the process with them. Family time is paramount. And what's the point if I don't get to have time with my family? Well, I agree with you. I think most of our listeners agree with you. You talked about, and I say we get back to it, you spent time in Baghdad. You were there. You were supporting the the effort there as a contractor. And now I know you work with better nonprofits. And I guess the question is like, what attracts you to this group? Or, or why is that the cause that you chose to support with your platform? I really, and you know, honestly, Joey, I wish I, I want to do more. I can't say I wish because it's always in my control, right? I want to do more. And I just getting to know um, so many veterans because I worked with them because they were contractors. So they had already gotten out of the military, but um, working with veterans, one, I wanted to do what they were, they were doing. So that is like a, a great attachment, but also I saw how hard it was for them to come home, including myself. So I was in Iraq for four total years and with very little time or breaks in between. And I didn't realize that I had the same issues coming home as the veterans did from war. 
I saw different things. I didn't see as much combat as they did, but I still had that trauma. I had that, that constant, um, where you just don't even realize that you're just in a high frequency awareness all the time, because in one noise, you know exactly what it is. You know what to do. Like you're just trained in that way. And I had a very hard time readjusting. It took me about two years to get my feet on the ground and I wrecked relationships. I wrecked myself. And I just feel really passionate about the military implementing and out processing uh, kind of like a boot camp for anybody that is going back into civilian life. And That's I just awesome. kind of was able to share my experience and hopefully it helps them transition a little bit easier than mine. Well, we've worked together on this and I've seen it happen firsthand. Um, you know, and, and I think one of the things I'm always amazed at when I'm around you is people that have experienced you either through a book or your website, they just light up when they see you. And I think that's something you can't just put into words. I think that's just part of who you are. And, um, and with that, I want my listeners to get to know more about you. So what's new and exciting with you and where can listeners learn more about you and stay in touch with you is all the things you have going on. Oh man. Thank you so much. I just, I honestly just love, I love experiencing life. Listen, you only get one and you only get one body and you only get one moment right now. So I just want to live that as much as I can. And maybe that's what they feel. Um, I'm not sure, but if people are interested in getting in touch with me, uh, I'm obviously on Instagram, Christmas Abbott. I'm, you know, you can go to my website, christmasabbott.com. It's pretty straightforward. But uh, um, if you if you're a veteran struggling or somebody that is just like wanting something else in their life, something more, or trying to find your purpose, then email me info at christmasabbat.com. I love hearing from people. And honestly, I just started uh, with this new company, which is kind of crazy and I'm obsessed with it. And it's just been uh, literally a godsend in my life. And I love the, the product and I love the teamwork that we're doing. So it's just, I don't know. Things are, really amazing. <laughs> I think that uh, you're one of those exceptional people and you bring some joy and some motivation into people's life. I know motivation, maybe, maybe discipline into people's life. And yeah. um, <laughs> I can't thank you enough for it. Uh, I started this by saying that probably the most important thing you do is inspire others. And so I follow you on Instagram and let me see. I think it's at, uh, uh, what is it? What's your Instagram? It's, Christmas Abbott. And I follow you there and I see you posting what you're up to. And just, it's an inspiration to me. So I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. Same with you, man. You, I mean, when we met, you just started to skyrocket and I was like, (laughs) you know, he's going to, people are going to be like, Oh, overnight success. No, that's been a lifetime in the works. So congratulations <laughs> to you. You're you're rocking it. And I love following yours as well. So, <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's really been a pleasure. I hope to one day be as dedicated at maybe one thing as Christmas has been with so many things in her life. Proud Americans see challenges as opportunities to succeed and have the inherent humility to bring others along. Christmas Abbott is just that, a proud American. To hear more stories like this, visit foxnewspodcast.com. And be sure to check back next week for a brand new Proud American story. I'm your host, Johnny Joey Jones. Thanks for listening.
Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.